So welcome once again to uh, Pearson Podcast. My name is Brian Geary, and I'm the Director of Communications for Pearson. I'm here with uh, our Manager of Alumni Engagement, uh, Danielle O'Lara, and our guest today is Freddie Oshom. And Freddie is a, um, what year are you, are you, Freddie? I know you graduated in 2007. Year 32, 32. I guess, or 33, uh, not quite sure anymore, sorry. Yeah, from 2005 to 2007. Right. So you graduated in 2007. Freddie is speaking to us from his, uh, his home in Guatemala today. And we'd like to just, we, we normally begin these uh, interviews and discussions and conversations with a land acknowledgement. And I'll uh, say right now that uh, we acknowledge that uh, our campus, Pearson campus, is on the unceded and traditional territory of the Chiano First Nation. Today, I'm working from home, so I'm speaking to you from uh, the territory of the Wasanich, Legonquins, and the Legonquin-speaking peoples uh, in Sandwich, British Columbia. So with that, um, Freddie, welcome to Pearson Podcast. It's, it's a pleasure to have you join us today. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here at Pearson Podcast. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Brian and Daniela. Thank you so much. Now, I know because I read a bit of a story about you that uh, you were on campus in 2016, I think for your 10-year reunion. So have you had a chance to be back on campus since then? My last time was in 2016, and I haven't been back to campus since then. So I hope to be there sometime soon. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you again. One of, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you today is we, uh, we wanted to talk about an honor that you'll be receiving later this month this month being October when we make this recording, at Methodist University in North Carolina, USA, I believe. We'll get to that a little bit later, but first of all, tell us a little bit about where you are and what you're doing right now. Right now, I am in Guatemala, working as an advisor to the Vice Minister of Bilingual and Intercultural Education, programming for around 1.2 million Indigenous students I also co-founded the school for Ekchi Indigenous back in 2010 through the Davis Projects for Peace. And uh, the Camolbe Maya Community School today. And I'm active involved in promoting access to quality education for kids from grade six to 12. It seems as if your whole career progression has been devoted towards education. Is, is that so? Maybe you can talk about some of the other roles you've, you've had between the founding of the school and where you are now. Yes, I, I have been working uh, in education since after Pearson College and after Methodist University, and I really like it. And I am helping my country uh, to be in a better place. This is something we may want to have, dig into a little bit later, but and I don't want to put you in a, in a, in a spot, but what, what is the quality of education in Guatemala? Is it still building? Does it need to be improved? And if so, in what ways? 
quality education in Guatemala is still very low in terms of infrastructures, in terms of teachers, uh, in terms of materials, and even access to schools. And um, this is why uh, schools, especially secondary school, uh, it's still a need to to get more schools in, especially in remote areas. Thank you, Frey. Um, Daniela, please go ahead. Is that why you established the Camobi Maya Community School? What was your journey to lead you to get to to establish that community school? Uh, thank you, Daniela, for this question. Uh, this mission, it's, it's very uh, significant to me because schools in my region are not um, existent. So one of the reasons to, to establish this school uh, is that in my experience, I suffered to get an education in my community. There were no school, I couldn't go to, to secondary school immediately. So I had to wait for a year so that my, my parents would find me a school or get away to, to start secondary education. So this is this project was an idea of getting more equal access to education for all Kekchi Guatemalans. Can you tell us a, a story, a highlight story that you remember from this experience? Yes. Um, when I started uh, this project, I, I talked to a friend from Colombia. His name is Camilo. And uh, one day we were uh, talking in our dorms and I was telling him about uh, the needs in Guatemala. But later uh, we noticed that uh, there, was, there was an opportunity to submit a project for the Catherine Davis Projects for Peace. And we were very excited to, to see that and to submit a proposal. So that's how we started thinking about uh, this project. And, um, and this, this idea was because an experience. I, I'm looking at my other screen of a map of Guatemala. Maybe you can just sort of give us a geographical area. I know it's, uh, am I correct in saying that it's um, intended mainly for Mayan students? Uh, yes, uh, we are in Coban. Uh, Coban mm -hmm. is the city. Uh, that's in the department of Alta Barapaz. Uh, it's in the north region of Guatemala. Uh, this area is um, especially populated by Kekchi communities, like for around 90% of the population are Kekchis. And that's why um, the education that we provide is bilingual in Kekchi and in Spanish. Is Kekchi a threatened language in that part of the world? Yes, in, in Guatemala, there are uh, 24 languages, including 22 Mayan languages. Kekchi is one of the, um, the four bigger population, and but uh, you know, as minority language, an indigenous language is always, um, there is always a need to rescue, there's always a need to have materials, always a need to have, uh, to promote it so that everybody from the community will still speak, write, read, 
and listen to it. It sounds very similar to the situation in Canada and across North America with multiple indigenous languages and dialects. And that was actually something that I was talking with our director of indigenous engagement and education about. It's very heartening to us at Pearson to hear about an alumni project that is centered upon, that was centered upon indigenous education in Guatemala. Um, I, I want to tie this back again to Pearson's reconciliation action plan in terms of reconciliation with indigenous people. So we really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you to you about this. Now, before I wander down another rabbit hole, is the school still operating? Yes, the school is still operating. Uh, we have students uh, as of now that are finishing um, their school year um, in Guatemala. October is the, the last month of school year. So we are getting closer to to an end of, of this year and get ready to start uh, next year in January. Is there a website where uh, any of our interested listeners could go to to find out more about the school? We have two sites where you can look at it. Our first site is a, a Facebook uh, site mm -hmm. uh, named um, Instituto Maya Comunitario Camolpe. And this is where you can find um, students every day's activity where you can see them at school, uh, doing different projects, activities at the school. We also have a fundraising campaign at mm -hmm. gofundme.com uh, named Let's Get 31 Indigenous Students a Better Future. So this uh, fundraise is organized by Chaptops and a charity organization registered in the U.S. And so if if you want to see there, also you can see some updates that we are doing and what are we doing monthly or or what are we doing uh, to help the students. So you can see there too. Thank you. I, I had a quick look at the Chaptops uh, uh, website yesterday. It was, it was quite interesting. Um, now, the, the um, you described... Um, with a with a dorm mate, I believe, the founding of the school. So I guess I guess I want to ask, was it a dream of yours to establish a school or to further education before that time, or was this was this the thing that you needed to to make it real? I guess it's a dream, but I didn't have the idea of establishing a school at the beginning. I remember in the selection process, for getting a scholarship uh, to Pearson College, one of the questions were, what are you gonna do to, to give back to your country? And uh, I said, I want to work towards the education quality. And um, of course, I, I, after Pearson College, after Methodist University, I always had the idea that we needed to improve uh, the school education in Guatemala. And I guess uh, I, I didn't expect at some point that I would be able to do something or to establish a school. But of course, now that I think back to, to it, I guess it's a dream. It's a dream to have um, a school in my region. It's a dream to be able to help uh, a lot of students. Um, it's a dream uh, to to give back to my community. It must be very gratifying personally, Annette. 
did you contact Camilo and say, hey, I did it? Because <laughs> that's the one you talk about your dream. So did you, after you accomplish it, do you mention it to Camilo? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Camilo is a friend of mine that, uh, at, at school. And, and of course, he, he, he came to Guatemala recently. Um, and uh, yeah, we visited the school. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we 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 talk about it, and uh, we are even talking now to to do a, a a next project. So we're still in touch. Uh, we want to do a lot more, and we want to to improve our current project. Can you tell us about the experience on campus between two thousand five and two thousand seven? What do you remember? Who was your favorite teacher or? your favorite subject, anything? What was the most uh, important during that period? Uh, yeah, I have a lot of great memories uh, at Pearson College. My favorite teacher was Coops, uh, the English B teacher. She was very patient with me because I, I didn't speak English at all. And I also remember um, Laura, the environmental class teacher, she, she is also great. I remember the race rock experience. It's amazing. Another great experience that I had at Pearson College is the Golden Shoes Tournament. <laughs> it's an activity that, that I really enjoyed. And, and from my house, we were uh, a champions in my second year. And, and th this was amazing. Which house um, were you in, Freddie? I was in at Victoria House. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know now it's not Victoria anymore, but yeah, Victoria at, at that time. And um, I also enjoyed a lot um, being at my host dad's house, uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, he lives yeah. so near to, to Pearson College. He's a great guy and, and, and it's amazing. It was always good to go. Uh, walking or biking to to his house and and that is an experience walking through the the trails um, on campus on Pearson College campus uh, under the trees and it was amazing. It's still amazing, Freddie. I I have an office in the basement of the administrative building and a bear walked by last week. Wow, that's you never great. Know what you're, what you're going to see. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I wonder if we could just go back to sort of the teaser at the beginning of this conversation. Uh, so, so you're being honored by Methodist University as a recipient of, for the 2023 Distinguished Alumni. And I'm, I kind of, this is a bit of a joke, but, you know, they say they're going to well, give you that award at the halftime of the homecoming football game. Now, that's a big deal in American culture. <laughs> Are you going to yes, be able to go back to North Carolina for that? Yeah, I... I... I don't think I will be back in North Carolina, yeah. but I am sending a video for an acceptance speech. And um, this is huge. This is huge for me. It's, it makes me feel that uh, this is just a first step to contribute to, to society and build a better world. So I guess uh, this is not the finish line and uh, I will always be, I, looking for, a for ways to continue my community service. And I am really fortunate to, to, to receive this great award. 
did they say is it mainly intended as an honor and recognition of establishing the school? Uh, actually, um, everything that I have done uh, so far, yes. uh, including my experience uh, at the Ministry of Education, helping uh, a lot of children, as well as my experience at UNICEF, where I also helped um, a lot of children, and in the Camul Bay School and other institutions where I have worked, and and it was always uh, supporting education, uh, providing quality education, um, access to better schools, and and you know it's it's I am uh, on this field, and and I feel that um, this is in recognition to to all what I have done in education. Sort of a lifetime achievement award, but you're still so very young. You've got a lot of life ahead of you and many more achievements. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Danielle, sorry, I'll hand it over to you. Dave. No, I'm very honored to know someone who is so passionate about education because I know me living in Ecuador and know how the education can be and how much it's need to to evolution and like to have that change and i'm happy that people like you are out there trying to change it so thank you because of that and thank you for sharing your dream your ambition and thank you for sharing this award with pearson because i believe that a lot of students will look this and say yeah i want to be like like freddie <laughs> you're becoming an, an example for them um I'm wondering if there's anything that you would like to add on like never give up on your dreams or on any something that you will tell to our students. Yeah, I want to tell the students that they are in a great place to start making great impacts on the world. And I am so thankful to have um, had the opportunity to be at Pearson College uh, it's a great place. You get to know a lot of cultures. You get to know a lot of realities. And you get to discuss with people that are from these regions. And this is, this is huge. It has made uh, me a better person. It has made me uh, aware of the uh, international uh, understanding cultures as well. So uh, I want to tell the students that um, they keep making great effort. They are in, in, in this great uh, uh, school, having a world class education. So um, I want to encourage them to, 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 to give back to their community as well in any way they can. But because we don't have uh, one way to do it, there are several ways to do it. So if they have the opportunity, they should take advantage of it. Yeah, that's very nice. Yeah, th thank you, Freddie. It's, it's, we, we talk a lot about living the mission and the values of UWC and in the hopes that we're educating young people so that they are actually carrying those through throughout their career and their lives. And um, I, I, I don't think I'd be uh, contradicted if I said you really seem to be doing that. So thank you for the contribution, the continuing contributions you're making to your, to your um, native land. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, I I'm really glad that I I had this opportunity. Well, thank you again, Freddie, for your time, and um, Daniela, thank you as well for joining us on this edition of Pearson Podcast. And I just want to say, um, really enjoyed the conversation, Freddie, and uh, look forward to meeting you in person next time you're up at Pearson. Yeah, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you for the invitation, and yeah, I'm looking forward to visit Pearson College sometime soon. If you would like to learn more about what we do at Pearson, visit our website at www.pearsoncollege.ca. You can also subscribe to Pearson eNews and keep an eye on our social media pages for the latest updates. Thank you.